When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. This is Asked and Answered. Questions. With Tom Opferman and Steelers Digest editor Bob Labriola. Labs, if at any point when you're giving me an answer during this podcast, if you start to hear like a snoring noise in your ear, just like give a loud clap into the microphone or maybe a big like, hey, and wake me up. All right. Can you do me that favor? Sure. Absolutely. Beautiful. Because uh, I am dragging. I, 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 need, I, I need a ruling. Okay. Um, does... Is our streak intact? Oh, our streak's intact. Are you talking about the question we have today? Yes. Oh, it counts. Oh, we're counting that. Okay. Listen, if I see a name in the question that is a quarterback, it counts. That's the criteria that I have right now. Okay. <laughs> it could be good. the most I'm... absurd question about them, but as long as a quarterback's listed, we're good. Excellent. All right, well, let's get right into it because we both want to go to bed after staying up for that Big win from the Steelers over the Colts. And our first question today comes from David Fetchich from Canton, Ohio. And he asks, Terry Bradshaw was a number one overall draft pick and ultimately was elected to the Pro Football Hall of Fame. What other number one overall draft choices are in the Hall of Fame? Um, only 15. Only 15 players. Uh, you know, the NFL draft started in 1936. So I think that's 87 drafts so only 15 of the 87 players drafted first overall from 1936 um, well and then hall of fame you gotta you gotta provide you know five years uh for the waiting period to get in so there's maybe some um currently active players first first overall picks who may have an opportunity to uh be elected the Pro Football Hall of Fame, but so far it's only 15. Wow. And here they are in order, you know, most recent drafted to, you know, farthest away in history. Peyton Manning, first overall in 1998. Uh, a quarterback, too, by the way. Yeah, there you go. Orlando Pace, offensive tackle, uh, first overall in 1997. Troy Aikman, another quarterback, first overall in 1989. <laughs> Bruce Smith, first overall in 1985. John Elway, first overall in 1983. Earl Campbell, first overall in 1978. Leroy Selman, first overall in 1976. Terry Bradshaw, as David knew, uh, first overall in 1970. O.J. Simpson, first overall in 1969. Ron Yeri. Uh, an offensive tackle, went to the Minnesota Vikings first overall in 1968. Buck Buchanan, 
That was a Bill Nunn find in one of the uh, uh, historically um, HBCUs, as they're called, first overall in 1963. Paul Horning, the Golden Boy, Notre Dame, first overall in 1957. Chuck Bednarik, uh, the last great two-way player in NFL history, first overall in 1949. Charlie Trippi, first overall in 1945. And Bill Dudley, Steelers. First overall in 1942. It's surprising to find out that only 15 players drafted one overall are in the Hall of Fame. It really just illustrates that you just don't know for sure, right, when you're drafting these guys. Yeah, and what and what you're going to get too. It really is, um, you know, uh, a, a crapshoot. Beth Golmer from Decatur, Georgia, asks: Looking at some of the quarterbacks who are coming out for the draft in 2023. Would it have been smarter to let Mitch Trubisky play this year, see how the season went, and kick the can down the road a bit at quarterback while we fill in the other areas of need, like our offensive and defensive lines? Uh, you know, that's some serious second-guessing there. Uh, <laughs> Do we have a time machine? If... Is Doc Brown here? Can we go back <laughs> and, and maybe make this scenario play out? Yeah, and you know, and, and the, my issue with, with these kinds of questions, you know, um, People like to propose, well, you could have picked an offensive lineman or a defensive lineman, but who? Yeah. You know, who was there to be picked? Who was better, you know, than what the Steelers ended up with? Um, so, you know, my, I, I, I don't know. I, I just – and here's here's the other thing. Beyond that – who who are these great quarterbacks who are coming out in 2023? I mean, I was watching some football yeah, right. on Saturday. <laughs> I was watching some football on Saturday. And this Ohio State quarterback who was supposed to be a Heisman Trophy favorite, yep. uh, C.J. Stroud, um, <laughs> I wouldn't take him if you gave him to me. I mean, he didn't play good, play well at all against Michigan. And Ohio State got spanked. Mm-hmm. So... You know, I'm not so sure that these quarterbacks who are coming out in 2023 are necessarily uh, going to be better than Kenny Pickett because that's who the Steelers ended up picking. And um, you know, all all they are right now in 2023, these guys are they're hypes. Yep, they're hyped. Um, but there's no like so, Peyton Manning or Andrew Luck to your point. You know what I mean? Like they're hyped, but they're not that end all be all prospect. Yeah, and you know who's the, the the guy now? I think after C.J. Stroud kind of flamed out uh, against Michigan, uh, what I was hearing on sa- Saturday, listen, watch, continuing to watch college football, Alabama's Bryce Young yep. is the I, I won't say consensus, but odds-on favorite to be the first quarterback picked. Um, Bryce Young's small, very small. He's short and slight, so. You know, I don't know if uh, he's going to have the, I won't say toughness because that's not fair to him, but is he is his body going to be able to stand up to the punishment that it probably is going to be exposed to? So, you know, I don't know that necessarily just because, you know, some of these 2023 prospects are getting a lot of hype right now, excuse me, getting a lot of hype right now and they haven't really done anything bad in the NFL to kind of have people take a look at them and, you know, maybe uh, 
judge them, um, you know, with without rose colored without rose colored glasses. But um, I, I, after especially after last night's game, I'm, I'm if I'm yeah. the Steelers, I, I'm feeling pretty good about picking Kenny Pickett. 20th overall last year based on what else was there at that 20th overall pick. Sabine Kappel from Florin Winselm, Germany. How does the waiver wire work during the season? I believe during the offseason, the previous season's standings determines the priority of claims. Is it the same during the season or is it determined by the current standings? Okay, once um, the NFL schedule gets moves past the third game of the regular season, the waiver wire priority changes from using the previous season's records to using the team's current records. So after last night's win over the Colts, the Steelers are 4-7, and seven, and that would give them the number nine priority on all waiver claims. And the teams that have higher waiver claims than the Steelers, numbers one through number eight uh, on, the, on the list, you know, and this would also be a sum somewhat accurate reflection of draft order. So it would be Houston first, the Bears second, and let me just throw this in. It looks pretty nice holding their second-round pick uh, in a draft that is only going to have 31 first-round picks this year because the Dolphins had to forfeit their pick for that Stephen Ross uh, tampering punishment. Okay, so Houston's one, Chicago's two, the Rams, the defending Super Bowl champions, are three. Denver's four. New Orleans is five. Green Bay with the great Aaron Rodgers mm. is six. <laughs> Carolina is seven. And the Arizona Cardinals are eight. And then the Steelers are nine. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Bob Adams from Bedford, Pennsylvania. In your opinion, do you believe that L.C. Greenwood will ever be elected to the Pro Football Hall of Fame? Um, ever's a long time. You know, never say never. You know, but uh, and part of me probably doesn't want to admit that because uh, I'm afraid it might come true. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't have much hope that L.C. Greenwood is gets elected to the Pro Football Hall of Fame. I really thought that you know, some of his his best opportunities were, you know, during the, the the those classes that were expanded, you know, around the pandemic in terms of the right. you know NFL's hundredth season and they were doing special stuff, you know, for the Hall of Fame. Um but it, you know, I mean he wasn't even really um in the mix towards the end and I and I personally I don't get it. I mean when because when you look at yeah, you think he should be in, right? Uh, Different question. Yes, I do, because um, I believe, you know, the, the steel curtain, which was the, the front four for the Steelers, that's, that was the original nickname. It, it, later on in the decade, it came to represent the entire defensive unit, the steel curtain. But when the nickname first came out, it was only the front four, the right. defensive line. Now, when you look at all the, 
uh, great front fours in that era of NFL history. The fearsome foursome was the Rams. The purple people eaters was the Vikings. Doomsday was Dallas. The steel curtain was Pittsburgh. Okay, the only one of those defensive lines with the nickname and you know all the publicity and all that stuff that only has one person in the, one of the four in the Hall of Fame is Pittsburgh's. So I just thought that you know these guys were on the cover of Time Magazine for goodness sakes. Uh, I thought that that unit was good enough and dominant enough in their era to have more to have more representation in Canton than just Joe Green. Right. Uh, and to me, you know, the second guy clearly. Uh, was Elsie Greenwood. So it, it hasn't happened, uh, and I don't know how or what might transpire, have to transpire uh, to break the, to break this logjam. So uh, I don't have a whole lot of hope. Brian Fiorentino from Virginia Beach, Virginia asks, I see on the Steelers' regular season schedule that the Week 18 game against the Browns is listed as TBD. How come the time and date aren't locked in yet, and is this the case for all Week 18 matchups? Yes, it is the case for all Week 18 matchups. None of them uh, have been assigned either a day, which you know the NFL is keeping it open as you know Saturday and Sunday, uh, July or excuse me, July, January 7th and 8th. Hope it's not July. And then, and then the time kickoff times are also all uh, TBD. Now, the reason they're doing this, obviously, is for television uh, to create the best matchups possible for their broadcast partners. Uh, and because what Roger Goodell does not want is for there to be a game on television where one team um, can't get into the playoffs and the other one is tr- still playing for a potential playoff spot or in the sense, in the case of a team that has clinched a playoff spot, possible seeding. Right. Um, so he doesn't want any of those games. And so I don't know. You know, my guess is that we may not know the days, the days and times of these Week 18 games until after Christmas. Because, you know, there's a weekend. Yeah. You know, January 1st uh, is, a, is a Week 17. That's right. Christmas is before that. So I, I, I just think that the league is going to wait as long as possible uh, to take care of the broadcast partners who are, you know, paying a pretty big buck. And uh, so, um, sorry, Brian, can't help you. Well, they can take as long as they want to decide as long as they just don't put the Browns and Steelers on Sunday night football that week. I, I don't think we have too much of a threat there, but, you know, you never know. Richard Kaufman from Cannonsburg, Pennsylvania. I know DeMarvin Leal was placed on injured reserve. What was the extent of his injury? Is his 2022 season finished? Uh, DeMarvin Leal uh, injured the meniscus in his right knee. Uh, He had arthroscopic surgery to repair it. He was placed then on injured reserve. Um, He was brought off injured reserve and and uh, began practicing on November 16th, which activated his 21-day window slash clock where the Steelers have to decide whether to add him to the 53-man roster or then re- or return him to injured reserve for the rest of the season, you know, similarly to the Calvin Austin situation. Uh, to Marvin Leal's 21-day window 
uh, expires on December 7th. So, you know, next, this week, um, I would think of the game in Atlanta, because that's uh, early December, and then December 7th will be in the middle of the following week. So if the Marvin Leal isn't active, activated uh, sometime this week before the Steelers go down to Atlanta for Sunday at 1, 1 p.m., um, they better he better be activated, you know, early the following week, mm-hmm. which is uh, a game against the Ravens uh, at 1 p.m. Or he's on IR for the rest of the year. John Thompson from Conneaut, Ohio. Why are the Steelers charging people to tour the new Hall of Honor Museum? What will they do with the profits? Um, I could tell you this, John, what they're not doing with the profits. And, you know, he makes it sound like it's an extremely <laughs> lucrative thing. It's all going in the pockets. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, me and you are splitting most of it. Shh. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> but here, here's the truth. Uh, proceeds from the sale of tickets uh, to tour the Hall of Honor Museum benefit the Art Rooney Scholarship Fund. The Art Rooney Scholarship Fund awards annual scholarships to needy high school students for college attendance. So the scholarship award is in the amount of $20,000 per student uh, payable to the student's college or university and four annual payments of $5,000. So uh, it's pretty much a charity. That's where the money goes. If you haven't scheduled a tour yet, go to Steelers.com backslash museum or there's that nav bar at the top of Steelers.com. You can find your way there. Uh, Book a tour today uh, because it's great stuff. Make sure you get to the Hall of Honor as fast as you can. Uh, Delano Hall from Los Angeles, California. Can you name any former Steelers players, whether they left via free agency, release, or trade, who have gone on to have Pro Bowl slash Hall of Fame worthy careers with other teams? I can only think of Alan Fanica and Emmanuel Sanders. Okay, um, I seem to be doing this just about every podcast, but let me remind you uh, that this is the Steelers' 90th season in the NFL, and so that's a (laughs) lot of going back uh, and a lot of players who were traded or released in franchise history, and a lot of those happened long before the advent of free agency in 1993, uh, which, um, you know, Alan Fanica and Emmanuel Sanders were two players who both uh, came after that 1993 uh, advent of free agency. So um, I, here's two. I mean, and just really quick. And um, they're, they're quarterbacks, both drafted by the Steelers. Len Dawson, Super Bowl winning quarterback, Kansas City Chiefs. John Unitas. Uh, three-time champion uh, with the Baltimore Colts, Mm -hmm. one Super Bowl, two NFL championships predating the Super Bowl era. Uh, Dawson was a uh, number one pick, traded to the Browns. Uh, Then he ended up in Kansas City in the American Football League where he um, his career flourished and he ended up in the Hall of Fame. Uh, Unitas was a ninth-round pick in 1955. Never got a chance to play, even in an exhibition game. Um, he won back-to-back championships in 58 and 59 with the Colts. Won a Super Bowl with the Colts in 1971. Um, he was MVP of the NFL three times. Um, both of those guys are enshrined in the Pro Football Hall of Fame, so I think they 
fall into the category of um, guys who have gone on to have uh, good careers with other teams. Yeah, not to nitpick the question too much, but guys who have gone on to have Pro Bowl Hall of Fame careers, I don't know if Alan Fanica really fits that description. He did a lot of his Hall of Fame career building here in Pittsburgh. Yeah, he did. He did. Um, he did go to a, a Pro Bowl or two after leaving for the Pittsburgh. Jets, right? Yeah. Yes. Stefan Pisaki from Wilmington, Delaware. Perhaps I am biased, but I certainly am of the belief that James Harrison belongs in Canton. Undrafted players may be a rarity in the Hall of Fame, but I have to think that most who win the Defensive Player of the Year award wind up enshrined. Am I wrong? Um, you know, trying to predict what the Hall of Fame Board of Selectors is going to do uh, is really an iffy proposition, in my opinion. Um, first of all, and this is real, I, I, and I understand fans may not want to hear it or think it's unfair, but it is real. There is a, um, you know, they're Steeler weary. Yep. You know, the Steelers put five guys into the Hall of Fame not that long ago. Right. <laughs> I mean, there, there's teams that don't have any in. So, you know, I, I do believe, I won't call it a, an anti-Steeler bias, but there's some Steeler fatigue going on uh, in that room when there's voting. And I think that, you know, there is some sentiment when they vote, vote for somebody else, there's enough Steelers in the Hall of Fame. Now, again, I'm not endorsing that or agreeing with it. I'm just telling you that it's real. Okay, so let's talk about James Harrison. I don't think it's going to be easy for him uh, because, you know, let's look at his stats. Harrison retired with 84 and a half sacks. Okay, there are more than 25 players who have 100 or more sacks in their careers who are not yet enshrined in camp. And I'm not, I'm not talking about guys who um, haven't been out of football for five years. I'm talking about Hall of Fame, eligible people with uh, over 100 sacks who are not in camp. So I think James Harrison's career uh, statistics – are going to have to be overcome for him to get yeah. in. Uh, now, uh, Stefan also mentioned the Defensive Player of the Year Award winners. Okay, Here are some of the ones, Defensive Player of the Year Award winners, who are not in the Hall of Fame either. Bob Sanders, Dana Stubblefield, Bryce Pop, Pat Swilling, Keith Millard, Doug Betters, Lester Hayes, Randy Gradshaw, Harvey Martin, and Dick Anderson. Now, what Harrison has going in his favor, he has two Super Bowl rings, and that is a that is a meaningful yes. accomplishment in that room. And he authored the greatest defensive play in Super Bowl history. Okay, but he also uh, has become the villain for the player safety initiative, yes. which to me is tremendously unfair to him because. You know, it was just an arbitrary thing that the league just got all squirrely about, uh, you know, potential lawsuits and concussion things. And all of a sudden, what was legal uh, in week two of the 2010 season was illegal in week five of the 2010 NFL <laughs> right. season. So, um, but those are the reality. That's the reality of uh, what James Harrison has to face trying to get enshrined in camp. 
John Knox from Memphis, Tennessee, has our last question today. Based on your experience, are Steelers fans as spoiled and petulant as they seem, or are all fan bases like this? <laughs> well, this, this this one could get me in trouble. <laughs> Tiptoe so, around it. <laughs> I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to pull a uh, NFL head coach thing and answer it this way. I have no experience with other teams' fan bases. I can tell you've learned at the feet of some of the greatest head coaches in <laughs> football history. <laughs> Thanks, as always, for giving us a listen here on Asked and Answered. For Bob Labriola, I'm Tom Opperman. Get your questions in, and hopefully they'll be read on next week's edition of Asked and Answered. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. You ever get that feeling like the concrete jungle's closing in? You crave wide-open spaces, the chance to chase your own dinner, or just breathe clean air. Well, listen up. There's a whole world out there waiting, and finding your piece of it just got easier. Head over to Land.com. They've got ranches, forests, mountains, you name it. Search by acreage, price, location. They've got it all. No matter what kind of wild dream you're chasing, Land.com can help you find the ground to make it a reality. So quit dreaming. Head over to Land.com, find your open space, and get out there.